0: So I found my old PS2 the other day, I wanted to do a review for each game in a trilogy of games that I feel is underrated and should get more recognition than what they have. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy. Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus. I don't know why I made that sound, that was fucking weird. Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus was a game that came out in 2002, and for all intents and purposes, is the only reason why I still have a PS2 to this day. This game is 16 years old at this point, so I'm not even going to bother with a spoiler alert. If you haven't played this game, short version, go play this game, because it's pretty fucking rad. But, alright, from this point forward, spoilers. Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus follows a young man named... Well, not man, raccoon. I don't know why I said... Man, that was weird. A young raccoon named Sly, and Sly comes from a long line of master thieves. It's been running in his family for hundreds of years, generations. They have this book, okay, it's called The Thievius Raccoonus, where the book teaches master thieves how to do master thief moves. You know, like, it's pretty much your way into the game by upgrading and unlocking new power-ups. It's your way of finding those things by looking into this book. But anyway, so at the beginning of the game, five master criminals break into Sly's house when he's a young boy and steal the Thievius Raccoon. These five that steal the Thievius Raccoonus are pretty much going to be the bosses for the rest of the game. So you as Sly and his crew travel to different edges of the earth to find each member of the Fiendish Five and bring back a piece of the Thievius Raccoonus. Now, like I said, this game came out in 2002. So does this game hold it up? In my opinion, I would say it completely holds up. I'd say it's very fun, and it's still enjoyable to this day. I just got done playing it over the course of two days, and I had loads of fun. The graphics aren't that good, obviously, because it came out in 2002. But other than that, it holds up completely. This game is so unique compared to any other kids game out there, because it is essentially a kids game, but I wouldn't call it that. I would say it's more of... Anybody can pick this game up and start playing and have loads of fun. Kid, adult, teenager, I honestly believe it is just that good and relatable to anybody despite your age. Which is weird to say because this game is about talking animals, but the way they write for these characters are just so... Like, you wouldn't, if you were listening to just the dialogue, you wouldn't think that it's just animals talking. Like, they have conversations like real-life people would talk to each other. Like, they talk about some pretty adult themes in this. They even talk about a few alcohol references. They even talk about death a lot. Like, people threaten to kill each other. Hell, in the second game, spoiler alert for slide two, but one of the main characters gets paralyzed from the waist down. There are definitely adult themes. I would not say that this game is strictly. Just for children. Plus, the difficulty in this first game, The Thievius Raccoonus, is pretty high just for a children's game. I'm a 19 year old man, okay? I just got done playing this game for two days, and there are more than a few levels where I was stuck for about a half hour, maybe even longer, because they were just very hard and difficult. It was definitely fun. It was very fun, but it was also very challenging. And How I passed that, some of these levels as a kid, I have no idea. I'm talking specifically about the racing levels. If any of you have played this game, you're gonna know what I mean when I say that when you have to drive the van, it is the hardest thing ever, because you end up going in these races, okay? And the races, like, the, normally, you know, just three laps around the track, you're fine. But these races are against people that are so much faster than you, and you have to cut corners and just hit the boost button at every second you possibly can, just because there's no fucking way to win these races. The boss battles in the in this game is a very mixed bag, because some of them are, like, really easy, where you're going to be fighting them for less than three minutes, and then they're going to be done just like that. But some of these, like, it's just really difficult. Like, uh, there's this character named Miss Ruby, okay? Like, how you do it is sort of like a classic... Just dance, dance, dance revolution type of thing where you just have to match the beat and spam the buttons based on what, you know, what, you know, flashes on screen and you have to hit the buttons in accordance to what she does. And it's just, some of it's pretty difficult the first time around. Like it took me about five or six tries to get that way. And also, how they do this in this game, you don't get a life bar. And they do it very... It bring, I'm tying it back to the realism I was talking about earlier. This game, it doesn't give you a life bar, so if you get stabbed or shot or anything, you die immediately. You don't get a life bar where it just does damage. Like, you for real die in this game after one or two hits. Like, it's really realistic in the way they portray that, because mainly that you have to rely on your stealth. But the problem with that is if you re- when you rely on your stealth in every other part of the game, when you get to a boss battle where there is no opportunities for stealth, it just becomes very tedious to fight these guys, which is... I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying it is make these boss battles a lot more difficult, even though they are definitely passable. I mean, I just finished the game right now, but some of them are very easy. Some of them are very difficult, mainly just because of the one hit kill option. They changed that in the second and third game In the second and third game, they gave you a life bar, but I'll get to the second and third game in another review for another day. This is this game. So let's talk about the side characters a bit. So in Sly's Gang, you know Sly Co- there's Sly Cooper. He's very he's one of the coolest fucking video game characters I'm in my opinion of all time. Like he's just you know lack of a better word he's sly. That was so stupid. But he really is. He's a smooth talker. He usually talks his way out of anything. Uh, including Carmelita Fox, which she is sort of like... I wouldn't call her an antagonist as much as she is the anti-hero to our group, because our group, it's Sly, and then his friends Bentley and Murray. Those are part of the thieving gang. And Inspector Carmelita Fox is the antagonist who is a cop and is chasing you the whole game, because, you know, we're essentially criminals. Sly and his gang is criminals. We steal from other people, you know, for our own gang. So... You know, this cop follows us around. And she's more or less Sly's love interest. And whenever they have, like, scenes together, they have very, like, snippy dialogue. But Sly will like hit on her and do some lame pick uh, pickup line and Carmelita will just be like, she's so headstrong, her character is just so headstrong and stubborn that she just completely ignores it and her goal is just to arrest Sly. That's all she wants to do. She will go stop at nothing to do that and just make some very comical moments between the two just because Sly is just so into her and by the end of the game like and throughout the game you really don't think oh no, this is never going to be a love interesting but by the end of the game you start to think oh Carmelita actually does have some feelings for Sly which they're going to explore more in the second and third game but in this game essentially she is just there to sort of be a nuisance and also a terrible shot any there are a few more than a few levels where you have to run away from her and while she's blasting you with her shock bazooka and she is the worst shot in the history of video games like I'm talking stormtrooper levels uh like sucking at shooting okay like like I said, I've been playing for the past couple days and not once did she hit me. Like, it's just bad. She just can't hunt you at all. And then there's Bentley and Murray. Bentley is the brains of the operation. He is, you know, more or less the guy that's giving you information through the entire thing. He's sort of the narrator in a way. And then Murray is the big muscle of the group. These two are Sly's best friends. They grew up together in an orphanage after Sly's parents were killed by the Fiendish Five at the beginning of the game. And they grew up ever since. And now they've become a thieving group where Murray's the muscle, Bentley's the brains, and Sly is definitely the stealthy thief. Overall, Sly Cooper in the Thievius Raccoonus is a very fun game overall. It's a fun action game. It's a fun stealth game. It's a fun mini game. It has fun mini games sprinkled throughout. Not any level is the same throughout. You feel like you're playing a different game each time you play it. And it's just really, in just a word, it's just fun. It's everything video games should be nowadays. And, you know, they'd made two more sequels after that, and I will tackle that in more reviews down the road, but this one was just for the Thievius Raccoonus. So overall, I will say that the Thievius Raccoonus is the definition of bad ass. I don't care. I'm a fan first and a critic second, and I say these games are awesome, and it is a solid trilogy. Seriously, go pick it up. This game is probably on Amazon for like a couple bucks. It's 16 years old. Seriously, go pick it up. You'll have the time of your life. So if you played Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus, what did you think about it? Leave a review. Let me know. Hit subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, etc. Like us on our page on Facebook at PRP Talk to get all the latest info. And I will see you next time.